everyone. This is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Watch podcast. I am back today with Jonathan Brush from Unbound. And we're talking about raising our kids to be adults, not just any adults, but amazing adults, right? Would you say that? I would say that. Absolutely. Amazing adults adults who are using the gifts and abilities and talents that God has given them to impact his kingdom, because that's what we do. That's what we're all about here at the podcast, at the Schoolhouse Rock Ministry. I mean, we, we always want to point our kids to Christ and help them live a life that is making an eternal kingdom impact because that's all that matters. We've talked a little bit about academics and, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast so many times. Academics are important, but they're important because our kids need to know more about their creator. That's the only reason that they're really important is so that they know him better. Um, But ultimately what matters most is that our kids are serving the Lord and loving him and living their lives in a way that He has created them to live. And so I love Unbound. I love this this organization, this ministry that is coming alongside parents and helping us to do this with our kids um, so that they really will make an eternal impact. But before we get back into our conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. Every child has an individual learning style. BJU Press has video lessons with engaging teachers to lead your children through each of their academic subjects. These experienced teachers will present lesson content from multiple angles so your children can absorb information at a comfortable pace. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your students. Well, Jonathan, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm so enjoying this conversation and I'm so encouraged by what you guys are doing at Unbound. Um, talk about, you You touched a little bit on understand. So we're kind of talking through this acronym. The acronym is ADULT. And ADULT stands for ask, do, understand, live, and thrive. And that's your framework for learning and teaching mm-hmm. these kids. So we've talked about ask, we've talked about do, and you hit just a little bit on understand, um, but I want you to really expound on that. What does it mean for them to understand as they're moving into adulthood? Well, I will try to not get too much high on my soapbox here because this is the one that I get really excited about. Um, I observed something when I was a director of admissions for a long time is that the more I went on, the more stressed out everybody was. Uh, it just was, it was just this building stress and, and kids were stressed out about like they had to get perfect grades and all this stuff. And adults were stressed out about their kids doing the right things. And it, and it was interesting, the more information people had, the more stressed they were. So kids felt like all of a sudden everything was possible And that meant that anything that wasn't possible was a failure. And they also had this crazy expectation that, you know, by the time you're 18, you have to know everything you need to know. You have to know what you want to do for the rest of your life so you can major in the right things and get the right grades and get the right activities. And I just thought, this is insane. This is not the way the world actually works. And so this this cycle, this real strange drama cycle is just eating people up. And so we teach our students like, look, your life is best understood as a story. In fact, reality is best understood as a story. There was a beginning, there was a major plot twist, and we know the ending. And so your life also has a story aspect to it. There's a beginning, uh, there's a there's a purpose in your life. There's also gonna be a crisis in your life. That's how stories work, right? You have a hero, right. the hero's walking along, a crisis, and then they come out better after the crisis, and then they continue on to an ultimate victory. And your life is the same way. And one of the things that can help you understand then is that your life does not have to be lived all at once. So there, there is an aspect here where you can live your life chapter by chapter. And I watch kids that think that they had to you know, live their last chapters in their first chapter. And so when people get that framework, I say, okay, look, now slow down. 
Uh, you're at a point in life where it's not realistic for you to know everything that you should do in life or the best thing for you to do in life or what career you have to have. Instead, focus on asking the right questions and understanding what's right in front of you. And now understand something else about reality. Most people are created with a certain set of gifts. And when people hear that, they say, oh, like I'm gifted to play the flute or I'm gifted to run a football. No, I mean much broader than that. I mean that some people are naturally create people. They're good at new ideas and new things. Some people are naturally connect people. They can really understand and relate to people really well. And some people are great coordinate people. They can make things logical and organize them. Most people are one of those and then the second one and then not the third. And unlike, and I'm I get really salty about things like Enneagram and Myers-Briggs. I really oh, yeah. dislike those things. Um, <laughs> Me too. And I say, unlike those, you can move around. We call it the personal triangle. You can choose to be any of those things, but most people naturally drift to one of those sides. So I tell students, look, if you know your life's a story, first of all, understand a little bit about what character you are. And then secondly, every team has three parts of the triangle. We call this the team triangle. There's an operations part, there's a vision part, and there's a storytelling part. So if you're on a team, there's no vision, you're gonna crash and burn. If you're on a team with no operations people to do the work, you won't get anything done. If you're on a team with no storytelling people, nobody will know what you're doing. You have to have all three of those aspects. Mm -hmm. And then the twist is each aspect of those can use all three personalities. So storytelling is sales and marketing. Well, they need coordinate people who can run data to figure out how much ad stuff you put on Facebook to get a return. They need connect people who are the sales people and they need um, create people who can come up with new ad campaigns. Uh, if the vision is the leadership side of a team, well, if you're starting a new company, you need a create entrepreneur type person there. If you're taking an old company and you want to make it better, you probably need a coordinate person there. And if you have a company that has problems, you probably need a connect person who can explain to everybody what in the world's going on. And so those kinds of broad basics, we say, look, if you understand those things, and you do this by actually doing stuff. So go do a job. Now, commit to mastering some aspect of that job. Now, when you're done mastering that, look back. What did you master? Did you use connect skills, create skills, or coordinate skills? Did you work in storytelling, operations, or vision? And now if you know that, that changes everything, right? There's not an industry in the planet that doesn't need those people. And so all of a sudden you can get good at those things. And I tell people like, when you get really good at them, which doesn't take two years or three years or four years, it generally takes 10 or 12 years. The next chapter is when you start doubling down on those things that you're good at, regardless of what industry you're in. And the point here is we wanna really lower the stress for everybody and make it so much easier for you to like practically be able to lean in and go, oh, I'll ask these questions and do these things. And I tell people being young should be a process of discovery and it ought to be a lot of fun. If there's no need for it to be ridiculously stressful because you're trying to understand things that it's not time for you to understand yet. So I'll carefully step off quietly the soapbox and, no. <laughs> and pause there. But that, that I just I get so wound up about this probably yeah. probably because this was a big stressor for me in my life. And then to watch for 12 years all these kids run through all these high school fairs and just think, oh man, you're you're wasting these years that could be so exciting because you're so stressed out about stuff that you're not going to be able to answer or won't make sense in three years. So. Yeah. No, I love that soapbox. I think it's so important. And really, it shows the body of Christ and how the body of Christ works together, but also how a family works together, right? Absolutely. And again, once we learn how to work in a on a team and in a culture and a society that works properly the way that God has created it to work, and each filling the roles that God has created us to fill, everything runs so much more smoothly. And so you think about the mom, you know, the homeschool mom, and what her role is in the family. And it's totally different than the homeschool dad. And it's totally different than the child. But mom and dad and child each have a part in being part of that family team, right? And, and I mean, God made us for a relationship. And so as you're talking about story and how 
God really is writing our story, right? And you you think about all the different characters in a story. How boring would it be to have only one character? You know, I think of oh, what is the movie um, with uh, Tom Hanks? Um, Castaway, Castaway. Mm-hmm. So it's called. Uh, is it really with the, with the uh, volleyball? Yes. Yes. I hated that movie. It's a. Uh, it's, yeah, anyhow, that one. I think I know it's called Castaway. It's right. so old. It's dumb. Don't watch it if you guys haven't seen it. If you have, I'm sorry that you wasted an hour and a half of your life like I, I did. My, many my years children <laughs> had the same reaction when they watched it. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I just think it's so boring because it's just one person. I mean, I'm like, there's no relationship there. There's no spark between him and the volleyball, you know. And um, Wilson, yeah, that's the name of the Wilson, yeah, 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 yeah. Wilson was his only friend. And um, so anyway, you think about that story and just how boring it was. Well, how boring would our life be? as a story if we didn't have all the other characters as part of it. Um, And so I think it's beautiful that God has created us, that he is writing our story. He is, he gets to be the main character of each one of our stories, right? But then we get to be part of each of those stories as well. And I, I think God is so creative to allow us to be part of that as he's writing each one of our stories. Well, I think there's also an aspect of hope there and that it, it frees us from thinking that all families have to look the same. Yeah. So in my family, I'm, I'm a, it may not surprise people to know that I'm a vision person and kind of connect person, right? So I'm always thinking above the horizon, over the horizon, and I'm, I'm liking to meet a lot of people. My wife is definitely a coordinate person. So she's making sure that we're not running out of money as I'm looking over the horizon. And she's reminding <laughs> me that like, it's great for you to think about building a pond someday, but right now fixing the bathroom is a really good idea. <laughs> and so like those two things are necessary. And then she's a connect person too, but in a different way. So I'm like a connect, talk to people. And she's a connect that sits there and says, did you notice that that person over there is not integrated to the group, right? And so there's a teamwork aspect that's really, really wonderful there. But we have relatives and dear friends who, you know, the the husband is much more of a coordinate person. So does that mean that they are wrong? No, but their life does look different, but in an exciting way, right? So for example, he's much better financially off than we are in some ways because he's, you know, I'm kind of always jumping to new ideas and we live this kind of tumultuous up and down life. And he's very much been a planner that is steadily in one direction. In some ways, his wife is the vision person. And I don't mean that she's the leader. I just mean that she's the one that has the new ideas, but those new ideas are mitigated by his practical sense. And they do less ideas than our family does, but the ones they do, they do really, really well. Yeah. Is one wrong and the other one right? No, absolutely not. They're they're both beautiful expressions, I think, of the creator. They're both a wonderful way to raise a family. But if you understand what's going on, you can double down on those strengths and also embrace that and say, this is who we are. And, and they do things much better than we do in some ways. And we do things better than they do in other ways. And, and, and we love being together. And, and it's, and I would, you know, I wouldn't put a star next to either and say, this is the way to do it. I would say, these are two different ways to do the same things. And we like a lot of the same things. So it's interesting. We both get to do them, but we do them in a very different way. Yeah. That's such an encouragement because I think in the world um, in which we live, we're constantly being bombarded with social media and we see other people's lives and the way that they right. live them. And we think that they're living the perfect life that maybe we want to be living and they're doing it right and we're somehow doing it wrong, right? And this happens to homeschool moms all the time where we're looking at the homeschool family next door and going, why are they so organized? Why are they so, you know, clean? Why do they have their perfect schedule? Why are they always going on these nice field trips? And we're just trying to hold it together in our home. And uh, and that comparison, I think, is a tool of Satan that can really get us to think that we're somehow doing it wrong when in reality, we're doing it exactly as God created us to do it. So uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. 
Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC Math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC Math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Jonathan, and we're talking through our adult acronym and what it looks like to raise Jesus-loving, Jesus-following, kingdom-building adults. Um, And so we're talking about ask, do, understand, live, and thrive. And we've already talked about ask, do, and understand. So let's jump into live and thrive. What does that look like? So when I worked for the college, I had a a wonderful president of the college, and he would stand up in front of people and he'd say, you know, in the 1930s, the Germans were the most educated people on the planet. And he would pause and let that sink in. He'd say, that was not a great deal for the rest of the world. And his point there was that education cannot exist all by itself. Like it's Mm -hmm. part of something bigger. And if you lose sight of that, it's a really bad deal. And so this is an acknowledgement of that. And so we would say, look, you have to be educated for something and you have to be educated to live, not to get a good job, not to make a lot of money. And look, especially not to become rich, famous, or powerful. I think those things are much more in God's province than most people think they are. And the people that are rich, famous, and powerful have been in places and situations and timing that is not unique, that is unique to them and not common to the rest of us, which sounds to me more like a providential thing than something they did all of themselves. And, and if you've ever read Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers, there's a very secular look at why that is actually the case. And so we teach our students for live. I said, there's two things that I want you to know. The first is I want you to be people that have resilience because you live in a culture that despises resilience. You live in a culture, if you've read The the Coddling of the American Mind, um, this would be kind of the textbook, secular viewpoint of this, that says, you know, there's these things that are taught, which is um, what doesn't kill you will make you weaker. So if, you know, if you insult me, it damages me in a way that I can never recover from. Uh, that you should always trust your feelings and that there's good guys and bad guys, you should be a good guy. And, you know, now that's a secular viewpoint. And from a Christian standpoint, we would say, no, 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 that's completely crazy. You cannot trust your feelings. Your heart is desperately wicked. Uh, God disciplines those he loves. Being in the desert is like being in God's living room. And so Dr. Myers just did this in our last event. And so there's an aspect of being trained there. Um, and then finally, there's this aspect that, um, you know, the, the you're both good and evil, right? I mean, your heart is wicked. And so there's not good guys and bad guys. And I tell our students, you never get the privilege of fighting orcs. You never get this situation where, you know, there's somebody ultimately evil. We have to always see people as made in the image of God. And so when we teach them, we say, look, if you understand this, then understand something else. To change the world, and and I'm really passionate about this, so I want to kind of get on my soapbox again here and really push this hard through to your viewers. To change the world, and to your listeners, to change the world does not require you to be rich, famous, and powerful. Mm -hmm. But that is what our churches often tell us. That's what the world certainly tells us. To change the world means being ordinary in an extraordinary way. Mm. And if you think about that, 
when somebody rich, famous, and powerful changes the world, it's because they did something that causes somebody to live their ordinary life in a different way. And that happens much less than you think. And so therefore, if you have the opportunity to change the world, that means you have the opportunity to be extraordinary at what you do now. And I tell our students, here's the, here's the good news. You can change the world today. Here's the bad news. You just heard this, so you're on the hook to change the world today. <laughs> you know, you get to start. <laughs> um, so when we teach, we try to teach everything we teach in that context and say, you're learning these things in a way that makes you be able to understand reality. Reality in this world means you live in a fallen world. Don't be surprised when things go wrong and then when suffering happens. But you also live in a, in a God-drenched world, you know, a, 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 a world post-resurrection. So don't, you should also not be surprised to find joy and sweetness and beauty and wonder as well. And people that are resilient understand that they can look and see both. Um, and I think that completely changes the context then of how people become educated and what they think education is for. So that's the part of live that we, you know, ask, do, and understand has to all be in this context of preparing you to be more resilient and to be extraordinary at ordinary things. That's the mission. And if you do that, then you can you can go to the next stage. Yeah. And the next stage is to thrive, right? Because if we don't get to the thrive, the, then the, we're, the, our story's not done. <laughs> right. So, so how sad is it to think that my education is so I can get a better job? My education is like a make what what a shallow, stupid, single-minded look at life. I just really get frustrated by this, right? Yeah. Um, is that that doesn't hold true biblically, but it doesn't hold true practically. You know, does that mean that only the happy people, the rich, famous, powerful people? No, they're almost always universally miserable. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that can't be the thing. So we say, look, to thrive means two things. First, to thrive means to be educated enough to understand you should rest. And in a world that celebrates grit and go get it and work like crazy and never sleep. But we tell our students and say, look, when you refuse to rest, you are making the sin of Eden. You're making the sin of the garden, which you say, I cannot not work because my company will fall apart, my family will fly apart, and my church will die. In other words, I'm God. Like everything comes through me. And so when you rest, you say, I'm not God. And in fact, I trust that God actually runs the world, runs my life, runs my family, runs my business, runs my church. And so therefore I can follow his command and rest. So an educated person should be educated and then always, if they if they can build rest in their life, then they have the humility that their education is not what they're worshiping. Their education is always to put them in an ask framework to ask a better question, to learn something more about God. And so first we tell them rest. And then we say, and we say this, especially at our base camp event, we say, at base camp, we teach students all about managing time and managing tasks. And then we say this, time and tasks only make sense in the context of relationships. And so this entire educational process, it's not about money, it's not about business, it's about relationships. Relationship with the one who made you and the relationship with the others who are made in his image. That transcends everything else. And, and we quote C.S. Lewis all the time, you've never met a mere mortal, right? Like jobs, internet, AI, buildings, those are all as the life of a gnat. People are either everlasting splendors or eternal horrors, according to C.S. Lewis. And so consequently, an education that misses that for everything else is an education that's not only not useful, it's dangerous and evil. Mm. And education has to point you to something that actually matters. Well, what matters? How about people made in the image of God who are immortal? Yeah. That matters. Nothing else does in that context and compared to those things. And so everything that we do has to point to, have I taught you how to be humble enough to rest and have I taught you to use everything you've learned to better your relationships with the one who made you and with the image bearers that you live in the presence of? And if we've done that now, now we've added value to a student's life in a way that actually makes sense. And if we failed to do that, we've failed dramatically. Yeah. Wow. Such good stuff. I just, I just wrote down education has to point to something that matters. 
Um, and that really does need to be Jesus. Um, so such good stuff. Jonathan, thank you so much uh, for being with us. Tell us, I know you already explained kind of what, how your program works and first, second, third year, um, just again, kind of in a quick nutshell, like where do people start? Do most of the kids start this program right out of high school? Do they usually do a gap year or does this fall into that gap year program? Um, if they're doing that, what, what does this typically look like for a student? And is it for students who have already graduated high school? Uh, just give, give a little bit of more detail on that. Those are great questions. So you can go to beyondbound.us to learn some of those. But the quick answer is an unhelpful yes. And what I mean by that <laughs> is that we run several high school programs. Uh, we partner particularly with My Father's World if you want somebody to help you with okay. specific curriculum. But we teach an equip program that will bolt into and, and integrate with any homeschool program for high school students, ninth through 12th graders. Uh, starting in 11th and 12th grade, uh, we have a specific college preparatory program we call Explore. And then Ascend does work for juniors and seniors who are motivated and have the right caliber to be in that program. And that's the, the main program that we call our project-based higher education program. Um, and it, and in your question, does it act as a gap year? You could use it that way. So I would say a third of my students use it purely for the certification um, and they don't care about the ultimate degree. Mm -hmm. um, some students use it and say, well, I'm gonna get nine or 15 or 30 credits, I'm gonna transfer in someplace else. And then the ones who get the most out of the program stay through a three-year cycle. And then there's an optional fourth for specific students that we select. Um, and they earn the entire certification. And I mentioned that because when you have an alternative education thing, even if it makes a lot of sense, if you're smart, you're going, does this really work? And so <laughs> here's how we start, sort of transfer that and say, let me hold some of the risk as well. If you join our program and you go through our entire program, and it doesn't matter how many credits you earn, if you earn every certification, first, second, and third year, and you end up with our full certification at the end of third year. If you do not find that your child is fully employable at a college level salary, whether or not they got a college degree, I will in writing promise you that I will refund every dollar of tuition you ever spent with us. Wow! And so that's a way of just sort of transferring that risk and saying, I know this sounds different. Why can I do that? And I'll tell you why, because believe it or not, I have 10,000 alumni Mm -hmm. and wow. they are knocking my door every single day. In fact, I just talked to somebody this morning and said, I need your student. I don't need to interview them. I don't care who they are. If you recommend them, they can start tomorrow. Wow. And so when you join Unbound, yes, it's an educational program, but more than that, it's a community. It's a community of, of high-performing, like-minded students. And I really can't begin to describe to you how amazing that community actually is and the way it works. But I'd love for you to come talk to us and we'll, we'll connect you to a student who's not getting paid to tell you what yeah. the community feels like <laughs> and you can get a sort of a sense of that. How many kids come out of the program as entrepreneurs? So I would say about a third of our students are okay. entrepreneurially minded, which means that they want to start their own business. And mm -hmm. they're interestingly, and this is the highest that's ever happened, about half of those are focused more on trades than anything else. Mm -hmm. And so that's a real shift that I've seen post COVID. Um, and, and those are really exciting folks to work with. I love all of our students, but you know, the entrepreneurs already think differently. And so an education program thinks differently. They're just kind of in their happy place. And so they're, they're fun yeah. to work with. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So great. Well, thank you so, so much for being with us this week, Jonathan. It has been such a pleasure chatting with you. Um, we will put all things um, Unbound in the show notes so that you guys have links to everything and it will be easy for you to find. Um, but real quick, for those who may not be have access really quickly to the show notes, What's the main website again where people can find out more about Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Be Unbound, beunbound.us, or if you search for Be Unbound under any social media. And thank you so much for having me. It was a, a huge pleasure and an honor to be here again. 
And so I'm delighted to talk to you and to your listeners. And so thanks for the time and thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for taking your time out of your crazy busy schedule to talk with us. And you guys, thank you so much for listening as well. You are such a blessing to us. If there's any way that we can be praying for you, please send us an email, podcast at schoolhouserocked.com. Also, if you guys missed the Homegrown Generation Family Expo, you can still sign up for that expo. The only thing you missed was the live interaction, but you can still have access to that entire conference for only $20. We lowered the price to $20 since it's no longer um, a live conference, uh, but you can access the whole thing. And when you sign up for the, the conference we did in March, you'll have access to the 2020 conference as well um, and the swag bag, all that fun stuff. So 20 bucks, homegrowngeneration.com is where you sign up. Have a great rest of your week and we'll see you guys back here next time. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.